Welcome to the Glowgetters Podcast. My name is Kayla Fahey Arndt, and I'm your host. I teach and inspire leaders to step into their productive selves and find their true potential. I'm a passionate creative and scientist with over eight years of healthcare leadership experience. At age 25, I stepped into my first management role and didn't find the leadership advice I was looking for. So here I'm giving you the tools to end burnout and enjoy a vibrant career and life. Glad you're here to learn and grow with me. Now, on with the show. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me on today's video for the Leadership Collaborative. Whether you're listening on the podcast, the Glow Getters podcast, you're on my YouTube channel, or maybe you're watching on Instagram, welcome and thanks for joining me. I'm Kayla and I'm going to be giving you some leadership tips today, but this video is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. So for February, my monthly Leadership Collaborative membership um, theme was Root Cause Solutions and Continuous Improvement. So it's sort of these leadership, tactical, tangible, strategic advice, but I'm also pairing it with my Master of Public Health Education, and I'm going to be talking about social determinants of health and how we can use those as a lens through which to look at issues to make things better, to understand people's lived experiences. So I'm excited about this because I feel like this is sort of a new way to look at things um, from where I'm standing. Uh, I know that a lot of folks out in the community are doing good, but I don't hear a lot of like professional leaders talking about this in the same way. So I'm excited to share this with you. If you don't know, the Leadership Collaborative community is a monthly group membership that I run where I offer coaching for leaders and mentorship for leaders, whether you're leading a bunch of direct reports, or maybe you don't have any direct reports, but you're just a leader. You're seen as someone who has influence over your company's um, trajectory, or you have a great vision for where you want to take things. So right now, enrollment is closed for February. We started at the, at the top of the month. Uh, February 3rd is when this lesson launched. Um, but I will be open for March enrollment on February 22nd. So right now what you can do is click the link in the description or my bio for the waitlist for the Leadership Collaborative community. And then what I'll do is you'll be the first ones that I'll email as soon as um, enrollment is open and that will be on February 22nd for March. So I'm very excited to share this with you. This is kind of a sneak peek around the type of material that I give to my Leadership Collaborative community. I record this um, longer, more in-depth leadership presentation. I also offer it on a podcast that's private just for this group so that you can listen on the go. And I also offer worksheets to help you um, digest the information and make sure you don't miss anything. So um, it's a really nice organized platform called Mighty Networks where I host the group, which you can check out more in the link in my bio and you will get more information on it if you sign up for the waitlist. Without further ado, this is the February 3rd Leadership Collaborative Community presentation on continuous improvement and root cause solutions, but it's just a tiny piece of it just showing you the social determinants of health section because I think that's one of the most interesting parts. All right, I hope you enjoy. So objectives. So after watching this presentation, you should be able to demonstrate the lean thinking mindset around problem solving, identify ways in which a leader can examine and seek equity in policies, practice going to Gemba and facilitate a five wise conversation, and utilize the PDCA method to continuously improve daily. Okay, 
So this month's theme is continuously continuous improvement, root cause solutions and continuous improvement. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, where does this begin? Where do we start to explore actual root cause solutions? So I think first, the first thing I thought of, it starts with us. But then I thought about it even more. I thought, yes, as a collective. But even before that, it starts with me. It starts with I. So we have to be able to be open to solving and working towards solutions that um, for tough problems. Um, I think we often try to fix things on the surface and put Band-Aid solutions on. And I find that a lot in my workplace many years ago until we really adopted this lean thinking model that I'm going to be talking about. So although it's not always easy, it's so worth it in the long term. So the mindset around errors and problems is not, you know, let's do a quick fix or let's jump to fix something that was a problem one time. It's also not blaming the person, but really looking at the process. So the next part of this is human error versus system issue. And I have listed processes, technology, etc. So if you're looking at a problem um, as a leader, I think sometimes our uh, we're quick to assume and say, oh, the, well, they just made a mistake. But we really need to dig deeper and start to think, is there a system issue or barrier here? Do the do folks have the right technology to do their work? Are the processes that we have um, really uh, value added? Are they streamlined? Do they have waste in them? So starting to dig deeper. Also acknowledging and learning and digging into our implicit biases and assumptions. Um, we all have these, we all have bias. Everybody does. Um, but I think it's that self-awareness that, hey, I need to check it <laughs> when you're solving problems or implementing things or making assumptions. And unlearning starts with questions and what I like to call humble inquiry. So one example of this um, that I've been working on with my team is our assumptions around race and believing implicitly that one racial group is better or superior than the other, right? We're talking about, um, you know, white supremacy. We're talking about racism. We're talking about being anti-racist. What does that mean? And I think this is something that, you know, I don't think a lot of us have, we don't have these thoughts in our head. Most of us like, I'm better than this person, right? It's something that we've been taught over time based on policies and processes that exist that tell us we're better or tell us that others are less than. So when we start to ask questions and unlearn some of our biases and see these boxes and barriers and structures we've put our in into our systems and policies, we can start to untangle and say, well, why do we do it this way? And is this equitable? And um, what else could we do? How could we be better? So that's what we're going to be digging into. The next slide is kind of going more into that. So lean thinking is a concept that I love, and there's a lot you can say around it, but to boil it down, lean thinking or lean processes produce high quality results and have the lowest amount of waste possible. So usually high quality, low expense, high quality, only value added steps, not no wasteful steps. So manufacturing is uh, a, or a group that has really taken up this idea of lean thinking and created it. Hospitals 
have taken it, IT systems. Every time there's a process for how something happens that could lead to an error, can we look at that? Can we create a process map or value stream analysis and look at it and say, are all these steps necessary? And are any of these steps bottlenecks? And then start to eliminate those bottlenecks and make a really smooth process. So one question you can start to ask yourself is if there are problems or issues coming up, you know, what barriers are in the way of folks being able to do their jobs without error, right? Instead of assuming it was the human that made the error, assume that there's a problem with the system. And one way we can do this is by asking the people who are doing the work where the problem is. So um, I'm going to be talking about going to Gemba more, and you've probably heard about me talk about it before, but this is one question we can ask, like, what barriers do you have? Uh, we want to ask ourselves, where is there value in the process or policy? So if you're trying to create a system that is streamlined, we want only value-added steps. So only the steps that are going to add and enhance the quality of the process or the product or the end result. And then we also want to ask ourselves, like, where is there waste in the process or policy? So any step that doesn't create or add value towards that high quality end result. We also want to ask ourselves, is this policy equitable? Is it fair amongst all the groups that are affected? Do we have representation at the table for different groups who might be affected to help make decisions? Like, do we have the right people in the room? How do we know it's equitable? How do we tell it's equitable? These are really hard questions, but they're good questions to ask. Um, is the policy being enforced or implemented as intended? Um, one thing that came up in leadership conversations with some of my leaders this week was, well, what if we have a great policy, but no one's following it? Or we have a great policy, but it's not being enforced. Or maybe we, the intention behind it isn't really what's happening. I think those are all good um, opportunities to start asking ourselves, well, why can't people follow the policy? What's the barrier to that? But then also asking ourselves, well, you know, what can we learn from the mistakes that we've made? Or how can we learn from the barriers or the issues we're running up against now? And how can we be better today? So I think policies are always shifting too. I think about like, for example, even our time off policy, um, after we started really examining it, we thought about, oh gosh, we only really focus on holidays like around like Christmas. But what about all of our colleagues who celebrate Ramadan? Like maybe we should allow them to have priority time off for that too. Like how can this be more equitable and we can always do better? So something I'm really passionate about that I want to bring up here is around examining our policies is thinking of social determinants of health. So uh, this is from Healthy People 2030. So the World Health Organization and other groups band together to create these healthy people goals. And I think they're originally Healthy People 2020, which is gone and <laughs> which is crazy because when I was in school, it was many years out. But now we have Healthy People 2030. And the big buckets are education, access and quality, economic stability, social and community context, neighborhood and built environment, healthcare access and health and quality. So I think when we think about our policies in the workplace, in leadership, in the way we treat folks, I think these are actually really good buckets that can translate across different 
um, it can, you know, it's cross, um, cross cutting. It can come in many different areas, whether you're talking with your teams and leadership, or you're thinking about like how you serve people in your role, whatever that is. So, um, for example, if you're thinking about a policy around time off, maybe you're thinking about economic stability or the social and community context. Like, okay, do I, are my folks getting enough paid time off to be able to take this holiday? Um, and is it equitably distributed? Do we allow people the same day, amount of days to take off? Do we allow the same amount of opportunity? Sorry, that's Raleigh. So... Um, I just want to bring these up because I'll probably talk more about them as the year goes on. I think they're really, really important. Uh, I think when we, um, I need to extend this box here. I think when we think about people's lived experience, these buckets are helpful to start considering, well, what is their neighborhood or built environment like? How can we, you know, see if people can find healthier access to foods? Is there a farmer's market? Are there grocery stores with produce? Is How expensive is produce? Like, what does it look like? Are there food shelves? So many things we can do with our leadership by examining the policies and really focusing on the social determinants of health. Um, equity and justice versus equality. So I did a blog post on this. It's linked here if you guys want to go back to it. But I pulled out a couple quotes. So I found an article from GW, George Washington University, where I went to school, and I, I love it. It explains equality versus equity and justice. And, you know, I've been trying to have more conversations with different folks of different perspectives, and I've been hearing from people, like, I just want there to be equality. I just want everyone to have the same. I want it to be fair. And I think that's a really um, nice way of thinking about it. I think I, we would love that if that was going to solve the problems, maybe in a someday we can get to a world where we have that and it's just, but really I think it's unrealistic. What we need to be talking about is equity. So equality means everybody gets the same, but equity means everybody gets what they need. So equity recognizes that each person has different circumstances and we need to give and allocate resources that are pointed towards those different circumstances, excuse me, and, and provide those opportunities that are needed to reach the equal outcome. Um, and then equity is a solution for addressing imbalanced social systems. Justice can take equity one step further by fixing these systems in a way that leads to long-term, sustainable, equitable access for generations to come. So on the next slide is a really nice, um, infographic that I included in my blog post, but it gives some examples. So I think what's interesting is these conversations are really nuanced and it can get really, um, you have to really listen and look to find the inequities sometimes. Um, if you're not looking, you might not see them, especially if your lived experience is one from a lens where you have what you need. So I think that um, this requires us to open up and make this not about us, but make it more about um, exploring and keeping our ears and eyes perked. So let me read a couple of the examples when I talk about, and this is going to help us talk about policies and, and root cause solutions. So example of equality. 
A city cuts the budget for 25 community centers by reducing the operational hours for all centers at the same amount at the same times. Easy solution, right? Just, okay, we need to reduce the hours because people, the, the overall usage isn't up and that's wasteful. So let's make it more streamlined and just reduce the hours for the same times. Well, that doesn't really solve, that doesn't help the community. That doesn't actually give people what they need. That just is a great policy to frankly save money. A great example of equity would be that the city determines which times and how many hours communities actually need to use their community centers and reduce hours for centers that aren't used as frequently. So it goes to where is the need? What's the actual utilization here? And then making the policy change. So being a lot more thoughtful, maybe diving into the data more deeply and considering what the community needs rather than like what we think we need from a, a cost perspective. Um, another really good example, um, a community meeting where all members of the community are invited about local environmental health is concern is held in English through English, though English is not the primary language for 25% of the residents. That's an example of equality. Right, so we have privilege that we understand and we know English, but not everyone in our community does. But an example of equity, which is much better, is that community leaders are thoughtful about this and they hire translators or interpreters to attend the meeting and offer additional meetings held in other languages so that there can be more community. So just really thinking about these things and making sure people feel represented, they're heard, um, decisions are made top down, they come from within right? This is all part of what we need to do as leaders. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Glowgetters podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give me a good rating and review. I would so much appreciate all the good feedback you have for me. If you like this content and you want to get some more of it, maybe even see me <laughs> and watch some videos, you can check out my YouTube channel. Just search Kayla Fahey Arndt and you should be able to find my channel, which I call the Leadership Collaborative, which has tons of great information on leadership and tells you a little bit more about my Leadership Collaborative community that is always enrolling at the end of each month. All right, everyone. Thanks so much again. I hope you stay well and safe. Be a light. Talk soon. Bye.